Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of True North Nerd. Yay! This week, it's a little bit more of a relaxed fit episode. We're going to talk about uh, Christmas. Yes, relaxed fit. I got my pajama pants on. <laughs> you do, because we're <laughs> recording at Ryan's house today. Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Christmas movies that we enjoy mm-hmm. and that you should watch. Maybe you haven't watched them before. And uh, can, can I say now... Let's not get into the dispute of what is and is not a Christmas movie. If you say it's a Christmas movie, it's a Christmas movie. Okay, fair. Why are you looking at me? No, I'm looking at everybody. But uh, with that in mind, uh, we'll also go through the news and a bunch of other stuff. But first, we have Ryan. Hello. We have Jen. Hello. And we have Kevin. Hi. Who was just about to take a big slurp of his drink (laughs) until I put him on the spot. I was waiting for that. Ryan. Yes, Brent. What's in the news today? Do, 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 do. Um, here's the news. Remember that uh, Masters of the Universe He-Man movie Netflix had like dumped like $30 million in and then canceled? Yes. Uh, MGM, I'm oh, sorry, Amazon MGM is in early talks to acquire the rights to that movie, yeah. to, that, uh, to that franchise, and maybe revive that movie. Wow. That sort of makes sense. They... They tend to be batting on science fiction and fantasy right now. Like, they have The Lord of the Rings. They have Wheel of Time. They they did have The Expanse, but The Expanse is done, right? Yes. They had Willow, which I still haven't no, watched. No, it was, was over Disney. at Disney. And you can't watch it. And it's gone. Is yeah. it gone? Yeah. God Disney damn it. Just, like, part of the whole, it completely. Everybody decided to take things down to use it as tax write-offs thing. I was going to say, I think we talked about it on an episode, but I think it was an episode you weren't on. You didn't miss much, Jim. It- if you liked the you liked the movie Willow, oh, I love the movie Willow. Keep it that way. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, so interesting. Yep. No. So we'll see what happens there. You know, one of those. I'll believe it when they start filming it. But uh, but yet, Grendel still sits on a shelf. Mm, yep. Nobody wants to buy Grendel. Nope. <laughs> it's because nobody knows who Grendel is except for you. Yep. Yeah, but it's a like it's almost done. Matt Wagner, the, the guy who's involved, like who created the comic book, did an interview where he, I think he said it's it was an eight episode season or something like that, and three of the episodes are like complete, and the rest are in like various stages of completion. It's all filmed. That's the the worst part. Mm. Is, well, three episodes are filmed. Yeah. Whereas this He Man movie, like it's. There's pre-production done on it, but that's about it. Is it going to be like He-Man the cartoon or like He-Man the no, live-action no, no movie? Well, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming it would be more like He-Man the cartoons and less like that 80s live-action. 80s? Early 90s? Yeah, somewhere around there. It was a canon film. Yeah, so. the, other than that original live-action movie. Oh, I hope that so. That barely has anything to do with He-Man. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got trailers. We got a bunch of new trailers this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last two weeks, we got 
Uh, what if season two trailer? Yep, watch that one. I did see that one. I watched I, it too, and I am confused. It's what ify. Yep, it looks I, what if You know what? I think I meant to watch it and didn't go back and watch oh, it. Oh, Brent. So it, it drops on Christmas or Christmas Eve, and they're releasing one episode a day for nine days. It's somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't know if it was Christmas or the twenty. The 22nd's in my head. That makes sense. Then it would go right through till Christmas, yeah. the end of December. Yeah. It made me realize that I completely forget everything about the first What If series. That's okay. I, I think I, What If should be. It looks like anyway. some of it. You know, I thought it was going to be continue over because um, you know because it's the Watcher and maybe like some people like Captain Carter and stuff might bleed over, bleed through. But uh, yeah, I don't think you necessarily. I'm sure anything you need to know, you'll learn. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Or perfect time to start watching it again. Yep. I hope there's an episode that's like, what if the Avengers went for ice cream instead of shawarma? <laughs> and then it's just a scene of them like yeah, licking instead of eating. Yeah, <laughs> they should do an episode. That's they should more do that as like an uh, than what if as an end of like, after the credits, yeah. the end of credit scene. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and and we find out how much that changes everything. <laughs> like Thor doesn't end up liking ice cream, so he just abandons Earth completely. <laughs> it gives him. It gives him a, <laughs> Banner gets an ice cream headache and hulks out in the middle of the restaurant. Of the destroys like three buildings or yep. something. Uh, we got a trailer for a Merry Little Batman. That was odd. It's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> By the end of the trailer, I was had warmed up to it. At first, watching it and hearing it, I was kind of like... Because part in my head, part of me was thinking, oh wait, didn't we say this was like gonna be a beginning to lead into that new animated series but in further talk no it's not it's a separate thing yeah it's leading into an animated series but not that animated not, series. this is a wacky comedy batman yes. yeah i don't know if i like the animation style yeah it kind of bugged me a little it's too kind of spongebobby yeah which is probably or, why it bugged me I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not a big spongebob fan no me neither and this is gonna end up on amazon as well i think this right? is an, yeah this is on amazon yeah is this, again, is this another thing that was funded by HBO Max or Max? And Good then, question. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it Same was. Same thing with the Batman animated series. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. It was in various states of production when they they just were allowed to shop it around elsewhere. Thank, thank the makers for letting them do that. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad they wouldn't shop around that Batgirl movie that's finished. I know. I'm more mad about that than anything else. I... I know it's like they've taken protocols for it, but I'm still kind of like, it's really kind of amazing that that hasn't leaked somehow. Yeah. Like and we haven't seen a bootleg VHS at a, yeah. at a convention. That, that some, yeah. yeah. But I guess the problem there would be if a bootleg came out, I'm sure it would be so watermarked by who was working on it. That, no, where it leaked that, through that might to, be part of it. Yeah. Ever since, what was it? Wolverine that yeah. leaked like that. With it, with, where it was half done. Yeah. Some of the effects were missing. Yeah, that was... Uh, and were, it, Wolverine, and I think it was... Uh, the remake of Point Break was like that, too, where they were able to track down the person. Oh, really? Oh, I don't, I don't remember hearing about that the, one. the copy that was floating yeah. around on the internet. Um, in, in that similar vein, I'm trying to remember what it was. One of those Warner projects that they were going to cancel is now getting shopped around. Is that... Coyote versus Acme. Yes, yes, it is. So this is an animated Looney Tunes movie that they were gonna hide away, 
but it tested so well, and the people who've seen it love it. Does Coyote finally sue Acme? Coyote sues Acme Sweet. for false products. Oh my god, that's great. John Cena's in it. That's the John only Cena, other thing. I, John Cena plays Coyote's lawyer. What? Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yes, John Cena plays Coyote's lawyer. Just based on that premise, I want to I want to watch this. And, um, I read an article about this, and the 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 preliminary testing the the focus groups they've all come out saying this movie is hilarious <laughs> so i think that movie is coming somewhere i'm not sure where. they were it was going to be like completely shit canned and there was enough of an uproar from it because i guess well maybe we can credit wrestling fans for this because i think john cena put something out on twitter or something mm. that it's a shame nobody's going to see all this fine work that we did and then the then like everybody started piling on of like yeah it tested really well and all that sort of stuff and then warner's reversed their decision on like completely like getting like filing it away james gunn is involved with this movie yeah um yeah um I'm just looking it up here now. Uh, Is it like animated or? Yes. Or at least partially? Or CG or, yeah. Was I had like gotten Roger the feeling Rad- that it was another I, one like a Space Jam like or, uh, yeah. like, Rad- Rad- or the uh, Space Looney Jammy. Tunes back in action where at least like some of it is like real people. We should watch that movie again. It's been so a long this time. This is the third movie that <laughs> Warner Brothers has announced that they would withhold it for a $30 million tax write-off uh, after Batgirl and Scoob Holiday Haunt. Yeah, yeah. another uh, movie that apparently tested really well, but... But public like, backlash led studio executives to reverse the decision a few days later, allowing filmmakers to shop the film to other distributors. Uh, Will Forte... Oh, I'm sorry. Will Forte is the Coyote's attorney. John Cena is the CEO of Acme. (laughs) I think that's even better, yeah. So he's getting sued by the the Coyote instead of being his lawyer suing Acme. They've been working on this movie since... um, Like, it's been done a while. It was in August 2018. Oh, wow. Uh, And in December 2020, the director left the project. So it's been... John Cena was cast in February 2022. And. No, uh, so maybe not finish that long. Maybe I'd heard the other day by mistake. Filming wrapped on May 28th, 2022. The, the live action filming. Oh, so I guess it does, does have some sense. live action. And it was supposed to be released theatrically um, in July of this past year. But <laughs> they, uh, they swapped it for Barbie. Mm. Oh, okay. That was probably a good move. <laughs> I, as much as the I, I love the Looney Tunes and that style of movie, because I've gone on record on this show that like I love Looney Tunes back in action. Me too. I also rather like the original Space Jam. I haven't watched the new one yeah. yet, and not because I think it looks like garbage. I just haven't had a chance to. But uh, yeah, so good. Deadline reports that Prime, Apple, and Netflix are interested in buying the distribution rights. I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon takes it just because they seem to be where these weird, like, Warner Brothers productions seem to be landing. It almost seems like they've got some sort of, like, least, like, kind of relative handshake deal going. But I also think Netflix just bought all the right, they got the rights for all those other, like, pre new, like, the current DC movies. Oh, great. Yeah. Justice League and Batman. Oh, no, Batman. But like Man of Steel and Wonder mm. Woman and all that stuff is all ending on Netflix. 
at least in the states. I don't know about up here. Yeah, up here is always a because of oh, how Netflix rates go. Up, Netflix picked up Star Trek Lower Decks too. Yep. Oh, did they? Well, it, no, Star Trek Prodigy. Prodigy. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. that means I can watch it? Really? No, no. they picked up Star Trek Prodigy. Mm. Season one of that comes out very soon on there. Christmas Eve. Yeah. So a month from now. Yep. All right. All right. Next. Next. Um, well, here's another trailer. Uh, we got an Aquaman 2 trailer the other day recently. Did anybody see, see this one? Aquaman trailer. Oh, we, we, you know, until we get to see more of don't him. I remember if I saw being, it. This came out in like the last couple days. Oh, and it's, no. Uh, you see so more of Aquadad. And we find out that uh, from watching this trailer that more of the plot does involve his son and looks like a kidnapping of him. Audio texture. That is a... Um, that's a classic Aquaman um, story arc from like the 70s. The uh, the kidnapping and murder. Of, yeah, isn't uh, it Ocean Raster who does it I though? It Whereas not, that doesn't seem to be the case in the, in no, the trailers no. at any rate. Black, yeah, Black Maybe Black they've Manta? reversed it though. No, it's Black Manta working with this other king yeah, that you see the toy of. the other king Ocean Master? No, no. he has to, in the tra- at least from the look of the trailers, Aquaman and Ocean Master have to work together. Yeah. It's kind of, it looks like it's going to be like Master's a redeeming of Ocean Master. Yeah. yeah. It's like a redeeming of Ocean Master. Like a Loki, yeah. Loki arc. Hopefully this isn't spoiling. In the comics, the, the, the kid gets killed, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that, that's one of those first like really dark moments in like modern comics, isn't it? It was a it? Bronze Age story that sort of ran through backup stories. And yeah. It's like Adventure and Brave and the Bold, I think. Yeah, it could be. I don't necessarily see them going that route. Like, I, that's, yeah, well, uh, killing a child in a also, in a movie, especially when it seems like it's like you know goofy Jason Momoa yeah. fun, this, right? This is the last, last of the DC movies before the James Gunniverse comes in. Right? Mm. Is it? Yes. So, well, if we if we assume that you know. That this Aquaman, like this is the last of the movies that he didn't work on, for, right. work as part of from start to finish. So I, I, I kind of like, well, there have been trailers and stuff. It doesn't feel like there. Again, I know that the the strikes work into this too, but there, there hasn't been a ton of promotion for this Aquaman movie. Yeah, like I don't think a lot of people even know that there's an Aquaman two coming. Yep. Uh, it just. I'm hoping it's good. I hope people go see. I guess I hope people go see it. It doesn't bother me one way or another. People go see it or not, but it just sort of feels like okay. Well, we'll we'll release this because it's done. Whereas they could have sent that away for a thirty million dollar tax write off too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why is this one? Too many big stars in this one compared yeah, but to not, yeah, like, probably. as well. Like there, there's. All that stuff coming out with Amber Heard accusing Jason Momoa of being a complete nutter jerk, but like, is Amber Heard in this movie? He, yeah, yeah, but yes. apparently she's been cut. Her role, according to her, her role has been cut significantly from mm. what it was. So who knows? Yeah. I guess I'll go. I liked the first Aquaman movie. I like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I'll. Go, I've got two credits on my Cineplex <laughs> account. So I may as well go and see Aquaman when it comes out. It doesn't look bad. No. Yeah, and bad. I like the first one. All right. Nothing, nothing that's coming out in the near future though is thrilling me. Like nothing has seen. You got to go to the theaters to see this. Godzilla. Godzilla I want to see Godzilla minus one. minus one, but I don't know if we're gonna chance gonna get the opportunity. Opportunity Unless to we do that. 
truck down to Richmond Hill. I don't want to truck down. Is it not showing here? Not so far. It's not popping up. But yeah, they haven't. The schedules for next weekend aren't posted. So and it doesn't release until December first. So. Honestly, I saw the trailer for that Godzilla movie, and I would go see it. Yeah. It looked interesting, and I'm not usually a big Godzilla fan. No. This no, is like it's a Japanese Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, that so takes subtitled place after World War Two. Yeah, so it's like World War Two. Japan gets attacked by Godzilla. It's supposed to be like the first time, you know. So I I was looking at it. It's a period I'm piece. I'm going to go off on a tangent okay. that also ties into our main topic a little bit. I was browsing the listings at Cineplex looking for a movie to go and see this weekend, maybe. Remember last year on Apple TV, they released that movie with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds? Oh, yeah. Created? I wanted to see yeah. that. Well, it's playing no. in theaters next week. Oh, really? Yeah. It's huh. a musical retelling of the... of Christmas sort of Carol, isn't Christmas it? Christmas Carol from the other side. Yeah. Huh. So it's playing at the um GameStop is calling me right now. Oh. My Spider Man's are in <laughs> after you asked one her about it today. Hello? We this now, is Ryan. We now go live to Ryan answering the phone. I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Ripping entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah. Just the one or both of them? Okay, cool. Listeners, you should enter in what you think is the other side of the conversation. (laughs) Awesome. I'll uh, be by sometime this weekend. Thanks, you too. Bye. Is he getting one or two Spider-Man? Just the one is in so far. Which one is that? I don't know. One of the two. He didn't say which one, but only the one. Because they're, you know, with with Black Friday, they're having, you know, what she told told us today anyway was that she didn't get into doing all of their their deliveries because it was Black Friday. They were busy. Yeah. So Uh, I'll either go in. I guess they're open until 8 o'clock. I may go run up to the mall tonight and pick it up. Or I'll wait until, like, Sunday. That would involve you putting pants on. It would. That's why I said I may not go. And it also would mean cleaning my car off, going outside now, in the cold. Now, the other question is, uh, it's getting a little late for them, is, like, do I get my call about the G.I. Joe that I'm still missing? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Speaking of Black Sit. Friday, listen, I, listen I refrained from... <laughs> speaking of Black Friday, I refrained from spending $120 US on yarn today. You're welcome. Good for you. I bought a yeah, t-shirt. how much did you spend on Barbies, though? 80 Canadian. I bought a t-shirt on Redbubble. Ooh. It says, not my circus, not my monkeys. Nice. But I do know some of the clowns. That is... <laughs> <laughs> not nice. my circus, not my monkeys is like my favorite manager saying i've used that same for years i use it all the time i'm like oh no that's perfect yeah that's awesome (laughs) anyway back on topic yeah back to the news uh kevin was talking about spirit spirited movie yes that i want to see it's a musical with ryan ryan reynolds i remember it coming out and then like it was on apple tv yeah which i I didn't i didn't know it was on apple tv already so So, yeah if you want to see that it's playing at the cineplex south end barry uh this weekend yeah i saw Uh, that probably got a bunch of like holiday favorites playing in the next little while so that doesn't surprise me too too much that's what it is but like i was surprised that a movie that started as a streaming movie is playing in a cinema but it was an Apple streaming movie. So yeah. not an Apple streaming well, yeah, but movie. technically, isn't that? Um, well, I guess start. Yeah, you said started as because I'm like that. Uh, Killers of the the Flower Moon, the the new Scorsese movie. That's technically an Apple movie, isn't it? But they released it in cinemas uh, first. first. Oh, I also want to see Napoleon. Yeah, there you 
go. It's playing tonight at 7 and 10.05. There you go. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> uh, oh, we got a Madam Web trailer. I I'm confused. That. I have yeah, no idea. What was going on in that trailer? And I, and I like work in a comic shop and have read Spider Verse. I'm still like a little like thought, ah. Okay, I thought Madam Web was either a blind old lady, yeah, or the second Spider Woman, Julia Carpenter. That yeah, because that's who takes over for her in Spider Verse. I only that, know her from hey, the cartoon. No, I'm the talking, old the old lady Spider Woman. Get spoilers. Got killed or died. Ah. And the sec the, the second I think it is the second Spider the Woman. Black suited Spider Yeah, Julia Woman Carpenter. Yeah. Showed up in Secret Wars first. Yeah. She takes over the mantle it passes to her. I mean the old lady was an old lady in the nineties, so yes. that makes sense that she and died. In the comics. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who this person is in this movie. <laughs> Do they not say what is that not who she is? Is that not her name? They call her Julia. I don't know. No, is and isn't Julia Carpenter one of the other like the spider people they show okay, in there? I don't though? know. Like, I don't know. Addition? And why is there an evil Spider-Man named Ed chasing her? Is not Ed. Ed. No. Not Ed. No. It was um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. He's the older. He's the guy that uh, J. Michael Stravinsky brings in in his run. Who introduces that whole spider totem thing? Maybe you oh. weren't reading that. Yeah. Run. Okay. So in around Spider-Man in the four hundreds. Yeah. Because I didn't start buying Spider-Man until like four ninety eight five hundred, and that was after that stuff. Okay. And then he came back again. But of joining Straczynski's run, that's okay. We won't hold that against you. Oh. Now. I again it like in this one. Doesn't look bad, like looks all right, but also falls in the category of who asked for this movie, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. or who who is dying to see this movie, Has you know? Shareholders, no, no that got, got that got delayed. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Um, so the one thing with Ezekiel in the comics, uh-huh. so he he's the he's the one that introduced. To, to Peter the whole, you know, that he's a chosen one. He's part of the, this long line of the, the spider totem and that mystical okay. part of things where in Spider-Verse there was, you know, there was the the other, the bride, the what's what the chosen one or whatever. And so the bride is Cindy Moon. Right? Is that Cindy? Yeah. Silk. Silk. So when they introduced her, what she was bit by the same spider as Peter at the same time, like that uh-huh. same day. Ezekiel got found her first and married secured. her? Why is she a bride? No, that's in the spider totems. Like Peter's oh. the chosen one, or like you know, he's the, the one, she's the bride, and there's a an, an automatic, you know, the super attraction between the two of them. That's why it's it's kind of awkward at times and when he's they first meet. This even more confusing yeah. than the well, trailer was. I wasn't trying to. She <laughs> asked me questions. Sorry. Anyway, so in her Silk's origin, like she was found by him as a ch- as, as, well, as a teenager and secured away in this underground bunker, so that the the inheritors that's yes. what they're called in Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, now, have you read Spider Verse or you just no. watched? Oh, so I thought you when you I thought you said you read Spider Verse. No. Okay, well, no, then this I has didn't. nothing to do with the Spider-Verse movies. Okay. No. This is more to do with the Spider, you know, kind of more of a connection to the Spider-Verse, like to the Spider-Man comic stuff. Is, in my comics reading life, Spider-Man has always been a character who appears for me, like, just slightly out of my 
He's like in my peripheral vision. He's not my focus, right? I was always an X-Man, Avengers dude. I never really read Spider-Man, so he was always just sort of there on the side doing his spider thing. And, you know, just through osmosis, you knew kind of what was going on in spider books, but it didn't, I wasn't following them. Yeah, and even then, this is like early 2000s, this was going on yeah, yeah. So that would but yeah ago. back to the oh, no. trailer though but yeah back to the trailer so yeah no it looks interesting to me um of these sony spider movies this is probably the only even venom this is the one i'm probably the most interested in seeing yeah i i would see this before <laughs> craven the hunter yeah me too yeah or, especially since you know there's okay maybe not spider man but there's spider people mm. in spider costumes that's also very true uh-huh yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'll probably end up going to see it, but I haven't seen any of the Venom movies. I yeah. The first one's not bad. First one's second okay. Second one's okay. First one's better than the second one. Morbi- you're not missing out by not seeing Morbius. <laughs> oh, yeah, Morbius. I, forgot. I knew there was another yeah, one. Yeah, it's the, the one we've all forgotten about. Yeah. I watched it once while I was working on stuff. It was playing on another on, like, on my iPad beside me while I was working on things. Is it on Disney Plus? No. Uh, it's on... S- Amazon, I want to say. Yeah, it's not a. It it's is because it's a on Sony something. one, so it's not on the Disney stuff. Yeah. If anything, it's either Amazon or, if you, or Netflix. Um, Netflix. Yeah. I know it popped up, and I entertained the idea of watching it, but mm. then I just probably oh, watch more episodes of Unsolved oh, Mysteries instead. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Dark Horse Comics news. They just announced that there is a new Ghostbusters comic coming out Woo. that takes place. After Afterlife and before Frozen Empire. So we get to see the Spanglers probably coming to New York, I guess. Yep. Loading up the car. Yep. Condemning that house. We assume. Well, like at, le- at the very th- least, I feel that's a house and the stuff on it. You either have to empty it all out or you have to lock that shit down. I was going to say, are you going to dig up all those traps? I was going to say, he turned it into a giant ghost booby trap. Gozer is planted in their front lawn, so. Yeah. In the dirt crops. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, We'll have to check to see if it's available in our listings yet so I can pre-order it. I didn't see it when I was in there looking through this week, but. Uh, Ooh. Big James Cameron announcement. Oh, you beat me to it. I have it yep. up here just in case. Oh, but. it's on my list. I just I'm bouncing around. Uh, he is finally going to be releasing 4K versions of some of his most wanted movies. We are going to be getting a 4K version of The Abyss, of True Lies, of Aliens. I don't know what else, those but those are the movies. ones that I that those I was interested in. Uh, and Brent, you were saying I think. You read when we were reading it originally. There's going to be a, some theatrical re- releases of these, too. Uh, at least new... of The Abyss. The yeah. Abyss should be coming out in the next two weeks, I think. Ooh, see? I've been keeping an eye out for that one, yeah. too, up there with Godzilla. like Because I would like to see that on big screen. Yeah. Assuming, too, it's his director's cut. Mm. Uh, which is the one that... It, they're both good, but the director's cut makes more sense. Of course. But, uh, yeah. The, I, I'm happy about this. Especially for The Abyss and True Lies. Which I love both of those movies. Yeah. I don't have a 4K TV or a player. No, but they're not like they're not available on Blu-ray, no. and they've been out of print. On, well, at least True Lies has been out of print on DVD for a while. Yeah. Now True Lies, if you have cable, has been on TV a lot on like 
Turner or one yeah. of those movie channels a bunch. Uh, so I've seen it more recently, but I The Abyss is never on. I even tried to borrow and watch your DVD of it. Yeah, and there's a weird and, thing with it. When and you every time I tried it. to play it, it was just showing up in the tiny screen on my on my TV. Yeah, I meant like, to not, play it on my player to see if it's... Because I bought, like, it's yeah. an older DVD, so it could be it some could weird be, formatting yeah. thing. But, but uh, so we have that to look forward to. Um, ooh, so... We have a possible spoiler news for Stephen Young's role in the upcoming Thunderbolts movie. Yeah, thanks, Robert Kirkman, on that one. Apparently, Robert Kirkman was doing some interviews and talking about stuff about Invincible, where I'm assuming it was probably about Invincible with the timing, uh, with Stephen Young's The Voice of Invincible. And he went on to say, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to be great, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's going to be the century. I guess he said the, I guess the, Secret identity or the human, the regular identity of the Sentry from Marvel Comics, and that's who Steven's going to be in Thunderbolts, apparently. So, the human version of Sentry. Well, that was his name. I guess he said that Bob, character. Yeah, whatever. Bob something is new. So I would assume it'll probably be Bob both. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, so there you go. Take it with what it is, you know, with a grain of salt, but. Um, do 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 more Marvel rumors. We got some. A new possible, you know, in talks to play Reed Richards. Oh, yes. Uh, Pedro Pascal is apparently in talks to play. <laughs> I saw somebody did a, a fake movie poster where Pedro Pascal was everybody. Because <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too, is those rumors, like, see, depending on which clickbait headline you click on, it seems to be he's either going for Reed or he's going for Doctor Doom. So I could actually see either, to be honest. There was also in along with the, or this article in the same another headline or two down when I saw this one, there was talk of who is being considered for Doom, and it's Mads Mikkelsen, who has already been in an MCU movie. Not that that necessarily. Yeah, matters, but, but Doom wears a mask, so yeah. Who was he? Doctor Strange. He was the bad guy in the first oh, Doctor Strange with the eyes. Yeah, 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 with the yeah you can make him look differently enough. Yeah, but Doctor Doom wears a mask, so yeah. who cares well, who's behind know, it? Pedro Pascal is used to wearing masks, <laughs> and he doesn't even show up to the set of The Mandalorian, I don't think. I mean, he does do some stuff, but not yeah. In season not season three, I heard, that yeah. he did all his work in a voice booth, and <laughs> it was never him in the costume. Well, it kind of makes sense. Like, I don't blame him for it. Like, If he's not going to be, like, if, if he doesn't have to take the helmet off. They honestly don't need him to take the helmet off, mm-hmm. then why... Because they're paying him a lot of money. Well, that's also true. <laughs> he could have gotten paid less for not being used true. on set and just being a voice actor. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Pedro Pascal is a fine actor. Um, just look at his turn in that great DC movie, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. He was good in that. <laughs> he, he don't blame him for a bad movie. To be honest, I thought he was a good character in that. Is that? Just that script on a whole was not good. It wasn't a good movie, but he wasn't like, bad. Remember, keep in mind. Remember when he got cast as Maxwell Lord? We were like, "Oh, that's great!" Yeah, and yeah. like that's great casting, and it still is. It's just the movie wasn't so hot. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. Uh, once I'll wait until they announce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. These are just rumors. So. And yep. it's so far down the road. That's like another five, like four or five Assuming, years, like, possibly you away. Know, something else doesn't happen to yeah. delay everything thing that sort of surprises me is not that he's an old guy by any stretch but that like if he's playing reed that means they're skewing the team a lot older 
than I had originally thought they would. And if, well, if they cast him, then it's, you know, one, you know, step away from, it's not just another leading white guy. Yeah. Well, we, we, the, that leads me to believe they're at least talking to him about it because it would be, we've seen the other casting rumors for Reed have like, for the most part, none of them have been white guys. Well, you, have you so. heard the rumor though that's really making the yeah the, the awful awful people on the internet really upset? No. Is that they're talking about making Silver Surfer a woman? I don't mind that idea. I'm not laughing that that's a bad idea. I'm laughing that it makes either. people annoyed. Oh my god, another girl. I saw that. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know where this, because I heard uh, it was like something like uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who runs Marvel now. Crap. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Feige? Feige, yeah. Was quoted at saying that they were thinking and talking about or thinking about doing that. And it's like, okay, well, was this a real in a real interview? Was this just something off the cuff? Was this is this something that was made up by somebody? Like, shouldn't, oh, shouldn't all the fanboys be excited though? Because it's basically going to be like a skin tight silver <laughs> costume on yeah, like, like, probably a very attractive nope, actress. So it needs to be a silver white guy. A silver white guy. Because he's white. All the, all those heroes from Marvel back in the day are white. A silver white, white guys. Because <laughs> you know white guys are not. Uh, you know we're under we're under. Um, Oh, what's the word now? Underrepresented. Thank you. Thank you. We're underrepresentative. Representative. And you're representative. The job away from Doug Jones in uh, in modern movies. So that was all sarcasm. <laughs> uh, the one thing, like, I'll go a step further. You know what you could do if you wanted to be inclusive, though, just because of how Silver Surfer is created. You could go non-binary with Silver Surfer because, again, it's a naked alien on a surfboard, basically. Non-humanoid. Yeah. Well, yeah, Silver Surfer is an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm more curious what they if if they're doing Surfer, what that means, what we're, they're doing with Galactus. Oh, Galactus will... should be Danny DeVito. <laughs> well, not be. like in terms should of be. that sort of stuff. Just like, are they going to make it like one big? person in a purple suit eating plants yes. or is it, it has going to be, to be something be else Zanbar. <laughs> oh god uh oh yeah anyway um we got some dune 2 dune sorry dune part 2 news good i like the first dune i i just rewatched that one i need to rewatch week. it before we watch the second one well, i enjoyed it but you have plenty of time because yeah. it got moved back again it got moved up oh by two weeks it will now be released on march 1st of 2024 cool. so you have until then to watch dune part one again That's three months go it's gonna be my birthday movie there you go <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> um some other so i think we talked about this before in the news packet okay uh maybe we talked about the there being a new karate kid movie that was possibly going to have be oh, it was going to have Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan. Well, and then there was reports. Nope, that's not happening. It's just going to be Jackie Chan and, and another kid. And then it was like, nope, it's just going to be Ralph Macchio. Macchio. Then nope, it's going to be Jackie Chan. Well, we've got official confirmation of what's happening in this movie. Sort of. No, we don't. But at least the main there's, part. Yes. Because there's a video. Yes. With both of them. Both Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, and Jackie Chan, the teacher of 
the Karate Kid and the Kung Fu Kid movie that was called Karate Kid. Uh, they're both in a video where they are pitching to people to submit their their videos to become the next Karate Kid. Should be Jack Black. I think it should be Rex. Do it, Rex. <laughs> finally get his chance. I mean, the you know he's a kid at heart. So uh, I just want to see the video. Uh, that as too. Often uh, I have stated uh, I have no horse in this race because I've. I like I don't hate Karate Kid, but I never really watched it. Either. You know what? I don't think I've actually ever seen that movie. Yeah, huh? maybe maybe you and I should at least watch the first one. Yes, yeah. it's worth, the first one is very much kid. worth watching. But um, the the thing for me now this brings up from everything else we've heard also brings up like a bunch of other questions because like in interviews Ralph Macchio has said for Cobra Kai. That because that's the what do they call it the Miyagi verse or whatever. Yep. He hasn't thought that the Jackie Chan movie was part of that universe. He has always considered it separate. Yep. So does that mean that like the there it is now part of the Cobra Kai well, universe? Is, is it the part of a kid multiverse? Yeah. That, right there now, we go. so we don't have. There's nothing said that Jackie Chan is playing the same character that he played that's in also that very other movie. True. Yeah. Why does everything have to be a multiverse? Because there's money in it's multiverses. It's called money. <laughs> um, you have Ralph Macchio from Cobra Kai and the Miyagi-verse. You have Ralph Macchio from this movie. You have the animated version of Ralph Macchio from the Karate Kid animated show. There you go. But, uh, oh, there you go. They need to, oh. Despite the fact that if I've there, never so, really watched it, I remember that there was a cartoon. If there's a big karate tournament in this movie. Yeah. They are missing out if Chuck Norris isn't in this movie. And the guy, who's the guy that was in that karate Chuck Norris movie that where he's oh, a kid? Sidekicks. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yes. So the problem with that one. I know it's different, but the, no, the, the guy there. who was like oh, the kid dead? in the suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Not not very no. easy. But to, you can still have Chuck Norris in it. There. He can be there as like a special oh, judge. We should Even, just it should just be a multiverse movie with everything like that. So there's like you have the you have like the guys from Cobra Kai. So yep. you have Ralph Macho and whatever the other yep. guy's name is. Plus the bad guy. The, all their schools are in it. Yep. Then you have Jackie Chan and his school is in it. Okay. And then you have Chuck Norris and his school from I'm Sidekicks on board. Let's go. It. And With then the you have ninjas. Oh. three ninjas. Yep. Okay. And you could recast those because none of us know what any of those kids look like as adults. <laughs> then you also have... Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. He's taken over his master's school. Okay. So he's in it. Oh Who God. else am I missing? What other masters of martial arts can oh we throw God. in there? Oh, oh, um, um, uh, uh, oh, what was that? Give your head a shake. Rattle it around. Oh, God. It's that bear. I think... <laughs> Kevin's having a stroke, kids. Describe it. Describe it. Use your words. Use your words. What happens in it? What? Yeah. It's- it's a white guy who's fighting kung fu, and the whole movie takes place in Chinatown, and it's uh, it's like mystical, and it's oh god, a white guy fighting. I want to see. Is it no, big, big trouble in little, little China? Trouble little China. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Is he teaching like, people to beat people up I was gonna and say, do one-liners? Yeah, he's not really using Kung Fu or karate. Now, the other guy who's the real hero of that movie, he was. But that, yes, there you go. Let's 
throw Kurt Russell in it too. And you know what? You have the guys from Fast and the Furious drive by. Why not? Because <laughs> it's family. Family. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Write it. We'll come out and watch it. Oh, throw in some Power Rangers and it's done. There you go. <laughs> this is why Hollywood doesn't hire us because yeah. this would be like... This, so this expensive. Like end game money. No, but no, this, this, this would be the first script. Then you got to cut it down. Yeah. But you got you to gotta shoot for the moon. Then they tell you no, no, no. And then you end up with Danhausen in it somehow. <laughs> okay, so that was, and then my last, I left the big, my big news for last. We've talked about this before, hoping something like this would happen. Dave Filoni has been named chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. Who was filling that spot before? Anybody, or is this a newly created position? I have no idea. Because part of me thought, what's his face? Um... Use your words. The the guy from the guy from Swingers. Um, oh, Favreau. Favreau. I thought he no, I don't, was no, doing no, that I don't think, spot. I think he no? was. No, I don't think he was. I think he was. It was just the two of them were like co-directors and oh, stuff for okay. for the uh, for the Mandalorian. Mm. But I don't think he was doing that like a chief role type thing. Yeah. I think so, the only thing we had was uh, Kathleen Kennedy. She's and the CEO. But she's yeah. the, and that was the only. Like, I don't think the. I don't even know if there was a creep. The creep. So chief does this creative mean officer. I need to go back and watch every episode of every cartoon series just to see what minor characters might get their own spinoffs? No, but you may no. have to go back and reread all the old books to be able to to know what the plot. Like to, to go, ooh, ooh, I know what this is. Go look up what the Vong, the Vong, the Vong are. They're bad. They're from yeah, outside the universe. I don't know if you'll bring in that sort of stuff. I don't know. They almost showed up. I've, I read a few things. There's, they almost were in the new movies. There's yeah. Not a lot of new Star Wars in the near future. Well, I Andor think season two. Yeah. Yeah. The only TV project. Well, that one. But the, even then, that's that got pushed because of the strikes and stuff. So well, we're yeah, not they, seeing it for a while. Yeah, they got to go oh, back. And and they that, were already filming that. There's um, that old Republic or. No, yeah, there are, yeah, there's a couple TV shows coming because there's the one with the like uh, the crew, yeah, the skeleton crew, oh, skeleton, skeleton crew. crew. That one, there's the yeah, there's the the the, the acolyte. That's the one that's the takes place in the old republic in the old times. The acolyte. The acolyte. Yeah, during High Republic. High Republic. Yep, yeah, the new High Republic times, which is old. <laughs> and then Andor, which Andor, they were in the middle of filming when they had to shut things down. Yeah, I think. Skeleton crew. Well, both those other ones they have they were working on because they had they showed yeah. off some stuff at celebration last year. Yeah, last I want to say skeleton summer. crew might be That's at least partially Law, filmed. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then there was some talk, I guess uh, Daisy Ridley da- Daisy, yeah, Ridley? Daisy Ridley, is that her name? Ray? Yes. She was out ta- she was talking to some people this week that she about uh that that future movie that she's supposed to be in and how she's excited for it from what she's been told it's about so far. And the dump truck of money made me very excited to be in this movie. <laughs> yes, as it should. <laughs> you just kind of wish people would just pull a Richard Dreyfus sometimes and just say that outright. Yeah. Uh, and this end of my house was built by this movie. I think it was. Wasn't, the, no, it was Michael Caine. Michael, yeah. Caine. My, Michael Caine, but Richard Dreyfus when they did the uh, Poseidon Adventure, oh. the the remake of it. Like, I saw an interview where it was like, so why did you do this movie? Or why did you choose to sign on for it? The money. Yeah. Or <laughs> what made you excited about the money? Like, he was just 
that blunt yeah. about it. Yeah, because Michael Caine's was, I heard it wasn't a very good movie, but it, it, it bought me a very lovely house yeah. or something like Jaws that. Jaws 3. Yeah. Jaws 3, 4. Nice. 4, yeah. Whichever Jaws movie yeah, I think th- I think it's 3, because I think 3 is the one in the Caribbean, yeah. 4 is the one at SeaWorld. <laughs> or is Y'all 3 the one at the Caribbean? Wait, there's he, Jaws at SeaWorld? Not SeaWorld, yes, but it's like SeaWorld. <laughs> no, it's a... It's How legit, does the like, shark get into like, SeaWorld? It's like, stalking the family of the sheriff from the first movie. Yeah. No, not in that one. I don't yeah, know. It's, like, it's, it's one of his kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Did he like hire a private invest? Did the shark hire a private investigator to but, like follow the yeah, family around? The Sea World is so high tech. They've got like underwater, like the part, like all, the the Sea, sea World is, is like, known for its is, terrible. Is on like, <laughs> the edge of the ocean, and then like, they've got like this underwater thing that makes you think, "Watch out, you're on the cord." Yep. That makes it look like they're uh, you're gonna watch out, you're on the cord. I know, I know. I just watched it tighten up. That's all. Uh, like it's like uh, what's that shark? The Samuel L. Jackson, LL Cool J oh, shark, uh, um, Deep Blue Sea, Deep Blue Sea type thing where they're like underwater and they can see the shark swim up to the glass. Uh, oh, what's his name from uh, Iron Eagles in that movie? In that Louis Jaws, Gossett Jr. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. It's Jaws got to the point. Even though like there's really not that many sequels. There's only the four. The but dolphins got, saved them. I think it's the third one. And in reality, the uh, dolphins would be more likely to kill them. And maybe I've brought this up before, but the third one, National Lampoon, like, like pitched on it. Oh, yeah. And it was going to be called Jaws 3 People 0. <laughs> <laughs> and then the producer's like, no, we can still give this another kick at the can. And they don't, were don't wrong. Don't write off 2015's Jaws 13. In multi-holographic... Oh, from Back to the Future (laughs) 2. And really, can you say Jaws 3, people 0? Because by the end of each movie, Jaws gets blown up or killed or something. So he doesn't survive. It's not like it's the same shark. I guess it's the family of the shark goes for vengeance. I assume that the Meg is somehow tied into all this, too. It's like... That'd no. be great. Jaws is great grandfather's unfrozen. Our shark multiverse movie, where you have the the escape sharks from Deep Blue Sea and the, shark and the family from <laughs> and the oh, shark. Oh, that's a, that's the culmination. Is all yes. the shark movies? It, it, it ends in like their version of Endgame is Sharknado. Yeah. Can we add but with the all shark the famous adjacent sharks. films like Orca and Piranha? Mm, that's the sequel. That's eventually, because I you know, we gotta hit you know so shark multiverse movies. You gotta have LL Cool J because he he survived deep deep blue yeah. sea, and then uh, same with uh, Thomas Jane, yeah, because he's the, the 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 trainer in that. I love that movie. Oh yeah, every it's time so I see terribly the... bad. I just great. love when Samuel Jackson. Okay, this is what we need to do to survive, and then the shark eats him. Every time I see the premise for these movies, I'm always like. They can't come on land. Just don't go in the water. That's why it's one of those things, though, the writer automatically figures that problem out and corrects it. in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's why why they're always on, like, a oil platform or something like that. Jaws is the only one where, like, they do go out on dry land. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the whole plot of the whole plot of it is the sheriff goes after a shark in order to save tourism. Yeah. That's his job. (laughs) But yes, uh, Dave Filoni in charge of creative at Lucasfilm. That's a good. That's, it's a it's good idea. A good easy progression. Yeah. You know. He's basically already been doing the job. Just give him the paycheck for it. Yeah. So, 
Uh, that's it for my news, but I know Kevin's got a bunch of who news. Well, I've got a, a little. This uh, The day that we are recording this is the day after the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Things really don't really start to get ramped up until tomorrow? tomorrow as we record this, which was Saturday as you're listening to this and the release of the first of the of the three David Tennant specials, uh, which come out weekly for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, by the time we, you know, if depending on when we record our next episode, all three of them could be out. Yeah, we could so have seen them all. We Maybe that's have, our goal. We should have a a, a hulabration. Um, the the there have been big things sort of percolating in the Hooniverse. and they are officially calling it the Hooniverse now. It's, that's BBC branding for you, and and. Uh, Bat- well, is it even BBC now? Because it's, yeah, its own, it's, it's its own studio Bat- now, Wolf right? Bat is or- running Doctor Who, um, uh, and also the spin-offs. We did get the um, Tales from the TARDIS, which was only released on BBC iPlayer, which were these... Um, basically, they took old serials from the original Doctor Who and uh, recorded new... Um, sort of wraparounds for them with the actors from the original show. And, okay. But they were in character as like the Doctor, the four, the fifth Doctor and Tegan. Oh, nice. Or Jamie and Victoria from the second Doctor's run. Um, so uh, those were pretty cool. Um, even though they only officially released on iPlayer, you can find them pretty easily. They I watched them on YouTube like the next day after they were released. Okay. Um, there are rumors that because because Russell Davies is running Doctor Who again, and back when he ran it the first time, we had Doctor Who and Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures, and it was a whole like Doctor Who connected universe. There are rumors that that's happening again. I'm okay with that if we get good and stuff. And one of the major rumors that is picking up some steam is that we're going to get a show basically called The Eighth Doctor Adventures. Okay, which one was the eighth? The doctor? eighth doctor was the one who only got that movie. Yeah, the American oh, one. The one that showed, okay, no, he did have that little bonus stuff. Was, yeah, there was the night of the doctor. Yeah. during the fiftieth anniversary celebration. Yes. So there are rumors that Paul McGann is going to get a, at least a series of Doctor Who episodes of his oh, own. Nice. So we could have two different sort of timelines of Doctor Who running, and a series of eighth Doctor adventures, and a series of. 15th Doctor Adventures mm. sort of running at the same time. Um, I do like the fact that he's always included, despite the fact that that Fox movie is not very well, good. The, yeah. So they just released a sort of happy 60th anniversary video on, on all the social medias yesterday, and it was narrated by him. Yeah. So like he's he's really part of the whole the whole thing, which is cool. They even even when he was appeared in that Night of the Doctor short, uh he referenced characters that he was were his companions in the series of audio adventures. Well, as you say, didn't yeah. he do some audio books or something? Ton, or there's a ton of Eighth Doctor audio and novels because that's all there was in the late '90s until until 2004 when the show came. Back. Well, and but with them only showing him that one time, and then eventually we know he turns into the War Doctor or whatever. It's like there's a big open gap that just asking for stuff to be for made sure. of yeah. to, be, to be honest other than the fact that some of the actors are no longer with us you can do that with most of the doctors and some yeah. of the doctors they've recast too yeah like, there's a new actor who plays the first doctor and there are reports that Shudi Gatla the new 15th doctor is meets the first doctor in one of his stories 
and he was he was played by the the guy from Harry Potter. What yeah. like the, yeah, the like the, the caretaker? Yeah, because wasn't he like he played the actor in that movie about yes. Doctor Who, and then they had him play Speaking the doctor. Of that movie they've re-released that in streaming. And do you remember? Did you watch that movie that was about the making of the original series of Doctor? I want to say so. yes. I feel like but it was so long ago. It was ten years ago. It was for the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, they had Matt Smith show up, and there was like a scene where. The first Doctor looked over, and there was Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor. They've re-released that movie, and now when he looks over, it's the 15th Doctor. Oh, oh neat. neat. Oh, nice. Yeah, so so yeah, lots of Doctor Who stuff going on. So we've got the three specials that are happening this month uh, on the th- next three consecutive Saturdays, and the Christmas special, which is actually a Christmas special this year and is coming on Christmas Day. Oh, nice. Cool. And, that, and we'll be on Disney Plus? All this I, is on I, Disney Plus for us, right? On, all the new stuff is on Disney+. Yeah, that's Plus. all this Disney stuff. Disney Plus yeah. did not pick up any of the old stuff. Oh, it's on Amazon, isn't it? Yeah, so the first 10 seasons of the current of the of New Who yes are on Amazon Prime. So that's new everything Who. up to everything up to the end of Peter Capaldi up to yeah. the end of 12. They don't have the 13th Doctor on there yet. Classic Doctor Who, the old the first 7 Doctors that ran from 60 from 1963 to 1980 is on uh, BritBox. You can watch it there. Yep. But it also just got released on one of the the ad-supported streaming It's on Tubi, like, I believe. Pluto or I Tubi. Tubi. I, was, I was looking I at Tubi. Tubi the other yeah. night, and I'm okay. sure I saw some Tubi. And Tubi has, Tubi has its split. Instead of, it says it's by season, but it's by doctor. So they have seven, seven uh, doctors. Oh, I might, I might actually go into that, because my, my dad watched... The Tom Baker yep. era, I want to say, because for the longest time when I was a kid, that like theme song just creeped me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the theme song and the Daleks creeped yeah. me out as a kid. Yeah. So I never watched it as a kid. Well, I didn't watch it, but well, it would show up on like on TVO or something. Yeah, like it was on TVO. I watched it. It was on TVO Saturday nights. Um, I watched it there, and then it was also on PBS. Every day after school at like yeah. five thirty, which was usually when supper was happening, and I'm like, "But mom, I want to watch Doctor Who." Nah, I'll show you a doctor. <laughs> I want to say my dad either watched it before, like when he got off work, but it was either before or after he watched Mash on a different channel. Uh, Mash and probably on on, on CKVR. Mm, could be Mash was on CKVR for so, a yeah. long time. So it's this Doctor Who 60th anniversary celebration. Woo woo woo! The Hooniverse. The um. The landing page for it is on Disney Plus now. You can search for Doctor Who, and it, you can add it to your watch list. But only the only thing that's there is the first of the three specials. Cool. Um, I'm going to switch to my other favorite franchise now, and that's Star Trek. Uh, the Star Trek production office in Toronto has reopened, and Woo! the actors have been called back. And it looks like as early as maybe next week, as we're talking, Strange New World Season 3 will resume or begin nice. filming. Which is great, because if you watched it, which I know you guys haven't seen Season 2 yet, right? It ended on I did, I did. It ended on a cliffhanger, and I don't want to wait as long as I have to. to You're see. going to have to, unfortunately. Yeah, so if things get re- uh, get ramped up now, it, we could see Season 3 as early as next Christmas. Also, the production office for the Section 31 movie has opened as well. So, oh, nice. The, and this is according to, you know, uh, there's the, the, the trades in Toronto that show what's filming. Right? Yep. So the, 
those listings are used to be you could just go to uh city of toronto had to like a portion of their website where you just like look like it just had a chart of yeah. everything that was filming in so toronto. star trek has star trek has re-shown up there mm. uh the starfleet academy writer's room has been opened reopened opened since the writer's strike ended so even before the actor's strike ended and so they've started been started working on scripts for that show um for several weeks now. So Star Trek is back up and running, and yay, we're happy. Yes. And we know that season five of Lower Decks is coming next year, and uh, that Prodigy, the season one, if you didn't see it, will be appearing on Netflix this Christmas Eve, and season two should start showing up after the holidays. When's the final season of Disco coming? Uh, this spring, Okay. I there's been a long time between seasons. It has. It has. So that is all the news that I have. Good news. Good news. Well done. Franchises. So uh, I just have a little thing to throw on that we didn't cover. Add to the pile. Let's go. Um, and then we'll go into the, the rest of the show. Uh, Superman Legacy added a bunch of actors. Oh, I did oh, see that too. Okay. Yes. I did not see that so, today. So um, we got Skylar Gizondo has been cast as Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Sarah Sampino as Eva Tessmacher, who is or Eve Tessmacher. Oh, oh, oh Miss no, Tessmacher. Yeah. Um, so uh, the guy playing Jimmy Olsen is on Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Oh, that's a funny show. Yeah, and uh, the the lady was, and he was also sorry, he was also in that Licorice Pizza movie from Paul Thomas Anderson a while back. And uh, yeah, so that's moving ahead, and they, they also Lex Luthor too. Uh, not officially, it sounds oh. like Nicholas Holt is in the running for it. The guy okay. played Beast in yeah. the last couple X Men movies, um, and uh, so somebody else was cast too. But there are some other cool. heroes in this movie too. Well, well yeah, that we've a, talked but about that, they were already cast like Mr. a long Terrific. time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about those episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Maria. Ga- Gabriella Deferia has been cast as the engineer. Yeah, I don't know the engineer, but the authority is going to be in this movie. Well, that's where the character is from. Okay, it's the engineer from that. You've never read the authority? No. Oh, I should loan it to you because you read Planetary. Yeah, you asked me that the other day when we were talking about Planetary. Yeah, or at least the the first like three books after Mark Miller leaves the book, it kind of goes downhill a bit. But interesting. Yeah. Well, they are. They correct me if I'm wrong. They they've stated they're doing stuff with the authority as part of the movie stuff, haven't so. they? I think they? Yeah. yeah. So it's. I feel I like feel it's like, like they the, said something that the to do. They, they may have something to do with in this movie. Was yeah. one of the films that was announced? Was it not a Wildstorm title? Was it like Stormwatch or? Was mm, it? I don't think so. I don't think so, but I, I want to say the authority has been involved from the, the beginning, kind of thing, right. and like, and now like that would also coincide with on the comic book side, Wildstorm starting to make more of a, an appearance. Did you read Outsiders yet? I flipped through it at the store the other yeah, day. Yeah, so like, it, it's directly it spoilers. It's directly connected to Planetary. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah especially when you get to the the last couple of pages, which is awesome because that's yeah, one of that my favorite reached, books. Um, that hasn't reached DC Universe yet. Yeah, so. you should. Re- I, I liked it by itself, but then when you you get that at the end, I'm like, oh, okay. Which also because we talked about a couple episodes, there was a rumor floating around that this was their way of doing Planetary without having to pay 
Warren Ellis and John right. Cassidy any money. Well, with the end page, there's no way any lawyer can argue oh, okay. around it. Like they're that they they're getting a check of some sort. Right. I'm sure. But uh, all right, with the the news taken care of, a little bit of a longer news pack than that's, usual, but that's okay. Well, we've been um, on a few tangents, I think, in there. That's also very <laughs> true. Us tangents? Like no, say, I'm pretty sure people must like it if they're still listening. <laughs> we do it all the time. Um, with the the holiday season coming up, uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about some good Christmas viewings um, of various sorts. Uh, I think we all have our favorites, and we've probably talked about these. Oh, we have, before, I'm sure. But, like, but... there's, you know, there's always room for for more and stuff like that. Uh, Jen, like would Jell-O. you like to go first? What? No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going, but well, eventually she's going home. You guys live together. Yes. No, <laughs> oh, my must see holiday movie or Christmas movie is Muppets Christmas Carol. You have to watch it every year because it's the perfect movie. <laughs> it, it is probably one of the better versions of A Christmas Carol, period. Uh-huh. Which I was going to say, I at Christmas, I may not watch that one, but I find I have to watch, or at least part of a version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. It has to be the Muppets Christmas Carol. That's well, the best one. Is it available to stream on Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. Okay, so then yes. I just have a chance to watch it. But if it's not, sometimes the music... Like if I come across Scrooged, then I'll sit and watch part of that. Right. I've only seen Scrooged once. I love Scrooged. I yeah. re- do you remember the WKRP in Cincinnati episode that was a Christmas Carol? No. And it, the Ghost of Christmas Future, like he's taking he's taking Mister Carlson through all the time periods, and the Ghost of Christmas Future takes him to WKRP of the future, and it's just Herb Tarlick sitting beside behind one desk pushing a button. Uh, it came wow. to pass. Yeah, yeah. It's not too far off of the truth, unfortunately. Uh, I also like the Muppets Family Christmas, but not... Oh, you that's, that's, yeah, it, oh sorry. That's okay. Love that. It has to Not be, the patch. but it has to be the unedited version that has yep. the Fraggles and yep. Sesame, Street. Sesame Street. Yeah, and all the songs, and all the songs, yep. and the Muppet Babies. Yeah, that version. Can I give you this pebble. <laughs> it's a it's a shame that like they can't work something out to get that on something. Yeah, like like I understand, like it's a bunch of legal difficulties. Like Max in and it. Max and Disney should share it because it's yeah because Max has the Sesame Street characters and Disney has the Muppet characters. Just for that one Jim movie, Henson has to sign off on it on because the they own the Fraggles. It'd be yeah. great if they also went and remastered it to make it like high def. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad it's on YouTube and you can watch it. I oh, have is it on YouTube with the unedited. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I have a version that I burned years ago. There is a 48 minute version that's yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel that that's one of those things that like it either they don't care enough about in order to pull it off every year. Yeah. Or there is just sort of a silent agreement of like, well, if like if we all can't make money off of this, none of us will make money off of it. Just let it go. Yeah. It was one of the last things that Jim Henson worked on. Yeah. And he's in it. And he's in it. uh, It was filmed in Toronto because that's where the Fraggles Fraggles were. Fraggles were, yeah. Um, So, yeah. It first aired in 1987, The Muppet Family Christmas. Yeah. So it's not Christmas until you watch Muppets. No, yeah. that can't be one. Of, well, Agreed. maybe it's one of the last things he directly worked on with Muppets because, like, he worked on the Ninja Turtles <laughs> movie, and that's ninety. Uh, yeah, with the yeah with the 
Yeah. The, the very last thing he worked on was the Muppets 3D movie that's at yeah. Disney. Um, yeah. But back to the Muppets Christmas Carol, which yeah, is, Christmas again, Carol. the perfect movie. My three favorite parts <laughs> all have to do with Rizzo. Okay. Because he's the best part of that movie. I like it when uh, they go figure skating and he falls off of Gonzo's hat and lands in the bucket. And then it's the perspective of him standing up and tapping his foot. I love that shot. Because <laughs> it's like, he's a Muppet, he has legs. Um, like the lamp, not the rat. Classic. And when they go into the past and um, after the terrible you know, flight that they have to hold on to the, the rope and then they land and he goes, safe at last. No. <laughs> now, is this the first time we see Rizzo the rat? No. 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 Rizzo appears in Muppets in Manhattan. Manhattan. Was he? Yeah. There, okay. there's a, maybe he's not remember there was the Muppets, the, Muppet, the, the rats that were... Um, skating on the grill in the restaurant. Yeah, on pats of butter. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that part. But it's been a long time since I've watched one Muppet Sick Manhattan. I could probably recite good chunks of the Muppets Christmas Carol by memory. <laughs> and like, what makes that work is the fact that like <clears throat> I don't know how legit it is, but I've read somewhere that when Michael Caine signed on, he said the only way this is going to work is I am going to play this one hundred percent straight. Yeah. I am going to do this like they are people. I'm yeah. not going to acknowledge the fact that they're puppets, and uh, that's what. It, and, that is why this movie works. But it's also um, I saw another one where it was Michael Caine's uh, Christmas Carol works because he treats the Muppets like uh, people, and uh, Tim Curry's um, Muppet, Treasure Muppet Treasure Island works because he treats himself like a Muppet. Yes, that's actually very true. Nice. Is he he the only human in the movie? No, there's he's got his nephew and Clara and yeah, because there's there's a a girl and yeah, yeah, and then there's a lot of people in the town who are are it's a it's a mix of in the background it's a good mix of Muppets people there's a bunch of townspeople that are humans they they added a a song back into that movie yeah one of my favorite songs I love that song uh, for for the last few years. Miss Piggy sings a reprise. No, it's not Miss Piggy. Well, yeah, the song is uh, The Love is Gone. Um, that's the one that they cut out. And that was the song that um, Ebenezer Scrooge's sweetheart sings to him when she leaves him uh, in the past. And then the, the reprise that they sing at the end of the movies is The Love We Found, which is, you know, because he's now redeemed himself. And so he's found love again. But I guess they thought that The Love, uh, the love is Gone was too melancholy or boring or yeah. slow or and it wasn't sung by muppets no um it was sung by the actress who plays it's not clara is it there's anna i can't remember her name anyway uh ebenezer's sweetheart i love that song i always sing that song <laughs> it's really good though like as far as Christmas Carol adaptations, weirdly the, the other one I always go to is Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Too. Like and the old like, old one with Bart, Scrooge McDuck yeah. as Scrooge. Like yeah, the actual Christmas. Carol. Yeah, not the like the various Mickey's Christmas specials. Yeah, which I'm sure are fine, yeah. but like no, but no, like the actual adaptation of it, it because that one scared me with Goofy as as, as the, the ghost, ghost. Yeah, and have tripped and, it over the chains. And, yeah, which is one of my favorite gifts jen has given me over the years for at christmas is i have goofy as uh jacob marley as a christmas ornament oh. and it's done in like that gr- 
greenish grayish, looks like translucent cool. plastic. Like, Except for the it, chains, it awesome. It's nice. like I think out of my my Christmas like semi nerdy Christmas ornaments, it's that and my Hellboy one are my favorites. <laughs> so our house rule for because we know that our Christmas tree would get overly nerdy very cl- fast is that. If we're going to put a nerdy ornament on there, it has to be Christmas related or a gift. If somebody gifts us a nerdy Christmas ornament, we're not going to be like, no, it's not Christmas related. (laughs) The only exception, the absolute only exception is my Queen Amidala ornament. (laughs) Why is that an exception? Because I am obsessed with Queen Amidala. (laughs) And and there's no other way to put it out the rest of the year. <laughs> Just um, tie some ribbon on her and yeah. her an angel. She, she hangs on the tree. She's fine. Yep, it, and it's it like to be fair, it can be like it. We can't put Darth Vader on the tree, but if Darth Vader is wearing a Santa hat, and that's yeah. the only difference. Like we have an R two, we have an R two D two, and he's got antlers, so he can go on the tree. Yeah, and this is why Brent got his Hellboy ornament because technically it follows the rules. Oh, it completely follows the it rules. It does. He's it wearing, does. He's wearing a Santa suit. I had no choice hat. but to agree because it follows the rules. <laughs> and uh, the, the sculpt on it is amazing. It is a very I'll, nice I'll ornament. See if I can, it's heavy tree, though. It's going to break our tree one yeah, year. <laughs> it's, it goes on kind of the lower branches that way if it does like kind of bend off and fall it doesn't go a far distance <laughs> i have no such rule on my tree i have a tardis that goes on my tree i have a stay puff marshmallow man that goes on my tree i, I have a darth vader that goes on my tree we don't but, judge people who do no that. we don't it's just like i do have nerd like the one i'm getting my ornament i'm getting this year for christmas that i already bought myself and i will wrap it tomorrow and then unwrap it on sunday um <laughs> at my family dinner is uh beaker and per the professor and they got like yeah, bunsen and they got christmas I'll show where, it did, you where did you get that i want that one hallmark Oh, ooh! We I also buy us an ornament every year, so maybe that's going to be this year's ornament. We have a Tardis too, but it's shiny like one of those like, vin- like a like a vintage ball. Christmas oh. ball. Okay. Um, I have a Mine's weeping angel because <laughs> Christmas angel, so it counts. Oh, and I have I have a Ray, but I got her There's as so a many gift. Exceptions. No, just just two. So, and my brother, so <laughs> my brother and I, we each get a new ornament like this every year, and we yeah. each pick it out and. His is he goes the exact opposite. He goes as far away from it being Christmassy as he can. Oh yeah. So he's I think he's in the past has gotten like uh, a Mandalorian. He's gotten I think oh, I don't know if he got a Predator or an Alien this year <laughs> for the tree. You know if you just it's, attach little hooks to the back, Funko Pops would make great Christmas ornaments. They're a little they heavy. They're all they line of ornaments. Yeah. Like that are it's the mini Funkos. Yeah. 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 We saw them at Walmart today. So while we're talking about Christmas trees, I mean, we're going off on another tangent. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, Christmas, it's the fine. theme is Christmas. Did you guys see what happened in Aurelia last week? Yes. No. No. Okay. So Aurelia had their big tree lighting. Yeah. Of the tree that's the, planted in front of the library. It's, that's it's not the library, the sorry, opera house. The opera house. It's, okay. the opera house. it's a giant fir tree. It's There's huge. a tree It's there? been there for 40, 50 years. Oh, no. And the whole town gathered to watch the lights come up on this beautiful tree. Yep. Well, the city was told that the tree is getting too old to have that many lights on it, so they only lit the trunk. Oh, no. And when the lights came on... It's just this big shaft. It's just like a shaft of light. Yeah, so it's just the trunk is all lit up. There's Are a couple, they, like, is it? It's the weight concern. Yeah. Like that yes. many lights will just yes. take the tree down. Well, the trees. This went viral. Oh yeah, <laughs> it made the Tonight Show last yeah. weekend. Oh Judy wow. Fallon oh. commented on it. 
I love the the viral clip that went out. You see the guy, he's like, you hear him, and he's like, oh, three, two, one, and then like somebody's like, well, that can't be it, <laughs> right? And then, then Shit. He started trying to do another countdown Does to it. get the rest of the lights to come on. Nothing. And then the guy just goes, what the hell? Yeah. And yeah, Fallon's exactly. like, yeah. Fallon says, well, you know it's bad when a Canadian says hell. <laughs> so the town, the, the, the town has taken it in the stride, and um, there's a right across the street from the opera house, there's this place called the Creative Nomad Studios, and it's like a, an art gallery and a co-op working space, and they have put out t-shirts <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the light of Christmas tree on it, and basically all the proceeds from selling these t-shirts and sweatshirts is going to go to help feed the homeless at, at Christmas time. So That's that. awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. But... Uh, this is my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, because uh, I fall down TikTok holes quite often now. Uh, I think it was in someplace in the Maritimes. I want to say like Nova Scotia, but I could be wrong. They have like this annual tradition of this huge wooden face that they put on a tree in the mall. And every year Santa has to wake up the tree and this big animatronic face that's terrifying <laughs> talks in a little child's voice to all of the people who are gathered around to see this thing. It is scary. Wow. <laughs> it looks like somebody's like, it's like a Thomas, the tank engine face, oh. but huge on a giant Christmas tree. Uh, wow. So that was quite a tangent. But anyway, okay. next bring, Christmas I'm, movie. Well, first, I'm going to bring us back to Christmas Muppets. carols. Christmas no, carols. versions of oh. the Christmas Carol. Okay. Because I did think of one while we were talking that I do enjoy that I actually have a copy of now so I can watch it. They did an episode of the real Ghostbusters <laughs> cartoon where the Ghostbusters are driving back from being out of town doing some bust and they end up getting stuck in the snow and oh, so they walk to the nearest village and they see these ghosts going to this house. And they, so they bust their way in, and they bust these ghosts, and they bust the spirit, the three spirits of Christmas. <laughs> That's and, a really good premise. I like that. So, I guess in this, in their reality, the story of Scrooge is like a real event, <laughs> hence with the ghost, because by the time they make it back to New York, and they, you know, they go home, and it's changed reality. <laughs> There's no, like, they go, oh, they can't wait to go check out the Christmas decorations on 4th Street or whatever, and they walk over, and it's like nothing. Kudos like, to that writer and there's, team. <laughs> there's, uh, in the windows, there are all, all these Scrooge books about, you know, these books by Scrooge. Everybody's like, ah, bah, humbug. Everybody's more like, no, there's no Christmas spirit. <laughs> and they end up having to go back. By this point, the... By the time they go back to the firehouse to be like, don't put the, the trap in the container. They've already put the ghost in the containment unit. Oh, no. So three of them go back to this village and play dress up and do their best versions of the three ghosts tricking Scrooge like go, going through a Christmas carol. So you're- While Egon goes into the containment unit to find the spirits to get them to jump back in a trap to come back out and so they can it's pretty good <laughs> um, so the episode is called X Marks the Spot or sorry Xmas Marks the Spot and it was written by J. Michael Stravinsky yeah he did a lot of writing on that yeah, yeah, good yeah. writing that's that's that, a, I love that premise that show is one of those shows that like if you look at it, it's writing staff like now is because he's on it uh, 
Paul Dini and uh, what's his name? Uh, the other guy who did the the Batman the animated series. I know who you're talking about, um, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, right now. that they both worked on it. Like, I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, part of it is like the fallout that, um, or at least one of the seasons, they get such a good writing staff because I think Bruce Droids Tim. and uh, Ewoks had ended. Oh, so that, all the good writers from there ended up working on on that as well. Hey, so one Bruce more Tim version. His name. Oh, Bruce. Oh, of course. Bruce Tim. Right. So one more version of A Christmas Carol that everybody should watch at Christmas time is The Blackadder Christmas Carol. Oh, that one's great. I don't know that one. So, so if, if you know Blackadder, do you know Blackadder at all? So it's it's uh, Rowan Atkinson, and it's, I don't know how old Mr. it is. Bean? Yeah, yeah. I know the name. Oh, okay. But um, he plays Blackadder, which is a quick synopsis of this character who moves through, well, he doesn't move through history, but it's his descendant. So he starts in okay. like Elizabethan. historical comedy. Yeah. Okay. It, 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 I think the first one is not Elizabethan, but like, Normandy and the or Norman invasion, like uh, the when, Crusades yeah. happened during the first season, and then okay. the last season is is World War One. Okay, and it moves through history. But anyway, so the the Muppets or not the Muppets, the Christmas Carol uh, movie. It's a standalone movie, but he is uh, another Black Adder, and he is the nicest man, and it's in Victorian England, and everybody takes advantage of him because he's so kind and so giving, and then he's visited by the three spirits, and by the end, he's the, the Black Adder he's from Scrooge. the show. He's Scrooge. It, he's like miserly. He takes away stuff. It's hilarious. So it's a reverse Christmas Carol. Yeah. It's so good. Because he's usually, Black Adder in the series is usually an Like a conniving, yeah. Um, probably, I guess the nicest he is is probably in the World War One show. Yeah, but he spends that entire season trying to figure out how to get out of the war. Yes, which which don't fair enough. Him. Yeah, like it, and it, so uh, again, a little bit of a tangent. Blackadder, that uh, I think it's called Blackadder goes forth because yeah, they, that's the last. They all one. they they, they kind of work the number of the season in into the title, and that's the World War One episode. And it's probably, in a lot of ways, up until stuff like the, uh, what was it called, 1912? Like the, the and um, that Canadian movie that also did World War I, uh, with What's-His-Face from Due South in it. Yeah. Um, Passchendaele? Is that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. It was one of probably the more realistic versions of World War One because okay. they're in the trenches. Yep. They don't have, like, a lot of supplies and stuff. The one of the best saddest lines is uh, the the last episode. They're going over the trench and going to attack the Germans. And Blackadder always and, has like crazy schemes and plans to get out of things. And, and he can't this time. Yeah. And he and him and one of the other officers. He's like, oh, don't forget your your baton and the, the and it's um what's his face um guy who played House. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Hugh Laurie is like he was in all of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he's like, oh yeah, wouldn't want to face a German machine gun nest without my stick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the Black Hunter Christmas Carol is also very good. Yeah, never, uh, we have that too. We should sit down and watch it. Yeah, yeah. There's so, so many. If Christmas you ever movies. want to, I've got the entire series on DVD, okay. and, and each season is like. I think it's like max twelve episodes. Yeah, they're very, they're, 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 they're British, but yeah. the the Queen Elizabeth season is really good. The, I I think my favorite season is the one where he plays the butler to uh, Prince Edward. 
I can't remember. I think it's Hugh Laurie is the Hugh prince. Hugh Laurie gets introduced into the show, yeah. isn't it? Hugh Laurie is the prince, and he's just like basically a petulant man child, and, and Blackadder has to deal with it. Then there was the part where they accidentally they invited over the author of the dictionary because he was just being written for the first time ever, and they accidentally like destroy the manuscript. So Blackadder's like, I have to write the dictionary. <laughs> Other, anyway, uh, Christmas <laughs> back to Christmas. Yep. Nope, I got one. Okay. So that's not related at all to uh, Christmas Carol, but it's one of the ones that uh, I do own a copy of and have watched a few times. I've watched all the time as a kid and then didn't see it for like years. And as soon as I started watching it, saw it again, I was like, oh my God, I know everything that's going to happen in this thing. <laughs> the He-Man and She-Ra's Christmas special. <laughs> I have it with on the DVD. robots. Yep, and we should watch that again. I don't, don't want be. to be nice. <laughs> I want to be evil. <laughs> yes, Skeletor and the Christmas spirit. One of the, f- I feel like one of the first times we see Horde Prime. I don't remember seeing that um, big hand in Horde Prime. And I don't least, know. And, yeah, I I don't know He Man well enough to actually to be sure. Well, that would be Shira off of yeah, because that, that was never in He Man. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of these years we should, now that we have Patreon, we can hide stuff behind a paywall (laughs) because, so I don't know about your copy of it, Yep. but my copy of, of it on DVD comes with a PDF of the script. Oh, I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted us to do like a script reading of something for like a long time. Cause we also have like. You know, like Rex, who can do lots of voices and stuff like that, Rex, too. Rex, you're being voluntold. I think it would be absolutely ridiculous, us doing it. And yeah. we could probably, like... I We could rope in a couple people to, like, just do, like, guest voices that we can edit into it and stuff. Especially since I am not a good actor. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll make you one of the kids. Yeah. You can sing the song or you can tell Bo. You when can... Bo plays his little guitar. And... Yeah. <laughs> You can uh, you can tell Skeletor about the magic of Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what that old special yep. is about. Yeah, <sighs> so good. Yeah, yep. no, I just remember watching it. It was one one of the times um, after I want to say after college, so within the last eighteen years, I yeah. think it was when I had moved. I was still living at my parents' house, and it was like a Saturday night. I'm like. I got the TV guide because we had a paper TV guide. They still have paper TV oh, guides, no, by the do. way. Yeah, I know. My mom still has one. My parents it comes sometime, in the paper. My, yeah, my parents still get the Toronto, the yeah, Toronto yeah, Sun I think one. The Toronto yeah, the, Star still does. Yeah, I know the, well, I the they Sun used to, but their TV they may oh, have maybe. recently. Anyway, anyway, that's a different tangent. But I remember looking and it said He Man Shira or like, He Man, and it was on for like an hour. I'm like, but it didn't say it was the Christmas special. Like, what the hell is this? Like, what? He-Man is going to be on on a Saturday night in the year 2000 and something. Like, I don't know. Because yeah. the, the special takes so place. I, I remember sitting on the couch and turning it on, and it was like, I'm like, oh, my God. And it just started crashing back. Yeah. And I was like, I, th- I think there's robot people in this. And event, then the rope, I'm like, oh my god, there's robot people. And then, then like lines started coming back, and I was like, oh my god, this is scary. <laughs> I can't remember what I did last week, but I can remember what this person's gonna say now. You know what? It's weird because I rewatched um, the My Little Pony movie 
from where they all turn into dragons, which is terrifying but awesome. And I know all the songs still. Oh, remember all those the, those the classic old Care Bear movies and how scary they were? Mm. Oh, the the origin movie for Rainbow Bright is also terrifying. Yeah. That's a whole. There we go. That's a future episode. Yes. Of like terrifying children things. No, just like from our childhood. Find classic movies from our childhood to rewatch again, and to be like, oh my god, I can't believe I watched this. Mm. Uh, Kevin, do you have a particular one that you would like to? A Christmas special or movie? Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up Muppet Family Christmas because I love me too, that. but um, I love bits like. The two-headed monster playing from Sesame Street playing Santa <laughs> in the Christmas patch. Both yes. of him wanted. <laughs> oh, and Grover with the bowl. He's like, you can note how the hand never touches the spoon because he's not stirring. He's not stirring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I uh, also know that one off uh, by heart. The, the Swedish chef and the turkey. Yeah. Gobble, gobble, turkey. I don't care if the turkey said the dog is the turkey. The dog is not the turkey. The turkey's the turkey. You the turkey. turkey. Now release Sprocket. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a great one. Uh, but um, I also love uh, the original The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I think that's a fun, great, fun movie. Oh, the first oh, one? The first, yeah, yeah, Santa, yeah, the first Santa, one's I good. I don't mind the other ones, but the, the second one's, one's, the second really one's good. good, too. Yeah, they're not bad. Uh, I'm watching the TV series right now. We're on season two of the Santa Clauses, which is about yep. him and his family living at the North Pole. And I, the thing I love about the first one is that it's a story of transformation, right? And there's redemption, literal, physical transformation as well as redemption. Yeah. And they seem to have forgotten that that's part of the story. Yeah, but you can make the argument at least in this new season. It's a lot more about. Family dynamics and finding your place in a yeah, family. I want to see somebody else turn into Santa. Well, what's <laughs> the, well, that would mean Tim Allen had to die, or his no, son would no, take you over. No, haven't watched the latest episode. They I did. Him, they gave him. I a, know. They gave him a watch that lets him. I know. Change back and forth. I saw. Stealing well, from the Fantastic Four, are we? Anyway. I have a theory about how this is going to end, involving someone that might be fluffy. Oh uh, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, it's fine, but the original movie was sweet and fun, and it yep. was about a guy reconnecting with his son, and it was about it <laughs> being trapped in a contract. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, there's still people trapped in contracts in this movie, so. <laughs> yes, because Betty is trapped in a contract. Yep, the head elf, there's a clause, 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 where she has to take a rum springer for elves. Rum springer? Yeah. That she'd been putting off and putting off, and like, nope. And there's even a clause that says, "Yeah, we know you'd say no, so you have to go." Oh boy! The reason that she's been written out is because she was also filming another show at the same time. Oh yeah, uh, I want to okay. say she's in House of the Dragons or something like. Oh uh, okay. Actress. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, yeah, but the Santa, the original Santa Claus is just a sweet. I, the first time I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, this movie's great! I love it." Yeah, it's one of the ones that my dad really likes. We watched it when we were kids because yeah. he likes those kinds of movies. So I, it has a soft spot in my heart. I so as cliche as it is, but weirdly, so National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, yep. yes. is like that's one I didn't like as a kid, but as yeah. I get older, I, I like it more it's and more because you relate way more with Clark. Well, I was going to say as yeah. you will get older, yeah, it's not aimed at kids. It's not a. Kid's that was another Christmas one of my dad. That's my actually my dad's absolute favorite Christmas movie. So we watched that one a lot too. Um, the other thing, the one that like I try to watch every year, and as weird as it may seem, 
is uh, the Batman the Animated Series Christmas with the Joker episode. Uh, okay. I love that episode, especially like at the end, it's Bruce and, uh, yeah, Dick's the Robin in, in that one. Yeah. Yep. Or at least in the first se- couple seasons. Yep. Where they're sitting down to watch A Wonderful Life and Bruce remarks that he had never seen it before. And I don't know why that mm. moment I always really like. Beyond like the other like craziness of the Joker kidnapping Gordon and Renee Montoya and uh, I want to say uh, Bullock's been kidnapped too, and it, it's it's a good episode. That show is fantastic. Oh, it's though, great! So yeah, it's, and it's one of those ones. I'm sure I've seen that episode because it was used to be on TV. Yeah, I don't remember it. I, I have, have to, the I'll have to search it. I, I have the shows on. Uh, yeah, that's a the, and Joker is singing that as he escapes because Joker got away. Don't they sing that in the trailer for Married Little Batman? I'm sure they do too. Maybe yeah. there's something recently I saw with Batman and they're they're singing that. Yeah, so it must be that trailer. Yeah. Although we're probably, like, if you're listening to the show, we're probably preaching to the converted. Oh, for sure. Hopefully all of our listeners have seen a lot of these movies. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten into the the other ones, like the Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Two. Yeah. Or Die Hard. I keep... Or Die Hard 2. I keep wanting to... So I was telling Ryan this, and I've told Jen this Lethal Weapons. I'm... I've been tempted to take my niece and nephew seeing take them to Toronto Symphony Orchestra does Home Alone every year. Oh, do they? So they like screen the movie and then they do the score. And the score to Home Alone is beautiful. It feels a Williams score. It feels very decadent watching a movie and having an entire symphony orchestra sitting there playing the music while you're watching I it. Saw Star Wars like that. Yeah, we oh, saw that would be awesome. we saw Back to the Future. It was which yeah. was good, but the like I would love to see something with a John Williams score to it, and yeah, and it's also a Christmas movie. I think like most of my nephews could get behind because really, it's about a child terrorizing people, committing acts of potential Man- manslaughter, <laughs> self defense, self defense, castle, yeah, castle and law, he's not right? using a gun, defending too, his castle. So. I, you ever seen the MythBusters episode where they go through the traps? I'm sure and I have. How much damage so, they would yeah, actually yeah. do. Like the paint cans. The paint cans. The paint yeah, like, no, he's dead. Didn't they have like a ballistic dummy? <laughs> yeah. And it just like, you see that the skull gets crushed. Yep. Yeah. Okay, now I want to find that episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> hopefully it's on something. There, so there's that. I like in two when they're throwing the, when Kevin's throwing the bricks off of the top of that, the, the house he's setting up all his traps in. His aunt's it's place that's like, under construction. And Daniel Sturr's like, the guy like, He's pointing up just feebly, and you just see the brick like, wham! (laughs) I remember seeing that movie in theaters, and it is the only movie that I have a clear memory of laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe in a theater. (laughs) It was a phenomenon when it came out. Yeah. First one or second one? I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one. It might have been the second one, honestly, but... Maybe the first I, I saw I don't both know. in I like the theaters. And I like the first one better. If too. I'm not mistaken, like I think the first one was like the the biggest box office or one of like the top five that year. It oh, was the number I'm one sure it was. Year, yeah, yeah, and then like two is one of those sequels that eclipsed the first one. Hmm. 
See, I don't think I saw two in theaters. I, I, I think I saw one in theater. Mm. I don't think I ever saw two in theater. It's also one of those movies where when you're a kid, you really relate to Kevin's story. Oh, yeah. But then when you get older, I relate more strongly with the mom's story. When you get older, you're like, what the hell do they do for a living to afford that house and take their whole family on a vacation to Paris? I, not, not just the whole family, like the extended yeah, family. Yeah. Like, oh, like, what mob is he working sort for? Of clear that he's paying for everything. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I'm saying, like, what mob is he working for? Yeah. Well, he does live in Chicago. So, exactly. Home Alone was the number one film at the box office for 12 weeks from November 16th, 1990 through till the weekend of February 3rd, 1991. Wow. So it even goes past Christmas. Yeah. What dethroned it, does it say? Yes. Uh, let's see if you can guess this film. It stars. What year is it? 1991. Okay. It stars Julia Roberts. Pretty Woman? No. Hook. It's a psychological thriller. Oh. Oh. Hook. Um, A woman who fakes her own death. Oh, what's it called? I remember it. She moves from Cape Cod to Iowa. Yeah, and then the guy (laughs) finds her. Yes. Sleeping with the enemy. That's it. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So Home Alone made uh, $476.7 million. And that was in nineteen ninety one dollars. Yeah, nice. so so double that now. Not yeah. probably, probably yeah. so it was probably yeah, it would have been a billion dollar movie. And uh, yeah, it's uh, we should show that movie to our nieces and nephews. But it started <laughs> small. It only made seventeen million in its first op- uh, first weekend. Well, what a failure! And then it added more more screens over the next six weeks, mm. and it went from twelve hundred screens. When it opened to twenty one hundred screens, just always amazed that. The- remember, boys and girls, this was pre-internet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and in Canada, this was pre-Cineplex. By the time yeah. it had run its course, it was not the highest-grossing film. It was the third highest-grossing film of all time, as well as in the United States and Canada. There were two big sci-fi movies that were bigger than it. It were Star Wars and E.T. Yeah. E.T. was the number one movie at the time. I remember really disliking E.T. Still don't like it. It was the highest grossing Christmas movie until 2018. What comes out 2018? Dr. Zeus's The Grinch. Oh, meh. That's the animated film. The, the animated the one? With, one? Yep. The one with uh, the one with Jim Carrey or no, the, the one animated with... one? Oh, the really? Animated. The animated one didn't come out until 2018. No, there's a new animated one. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah, not which is interesting, like to know that it did that well, but we have all forgotten that movie. Came I out haven't since seen it. it. I wanted to see it. No, we did watch it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. I not that one. No, I wouldn't have seen it without you. Was it just playing in the background at your sister's house? Because that doesn't no, count. that could be. <laughs> but, okay. It's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Rashida Jones, Keenan Thompson, so, and Angela. The other thing yeah. you have to think about when you hear those kind of money totals that it made back in 1990, um, you have to think, like at least my experience with you know small town local theaters, they had two screens. Yeah. Yeah. And there'd be like two movies playing in a night. Sometimes if it's a big movie... It's the same movie playing at seven and at nine. Yeah. And the other screen might have two different movies. So you might only be getting like three movies in a theater, four movies in a theater for yeah. a week. It's and not like now where there's alone, like. Where it's just something like that. Like yeah. Adding all those screens. and being It's not that like long. now where there's like 10, 10 plus theaters. Yeah. Well, you have theaters. Like anywhere from like five to 10 screens. Yeah. And there's like three showings a day yeah. on each screen that jumps around. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's impressive. Roger Are we all gave the movie two thumbs down? That doesn't surprise me. Even though he's one of the movie critics that I tend to agree tended to agree with, but Owen Gruberman from Entertainment Weekly gave it a D. The Guardian gave it three out of five. Well, it's like schmaltzy slapstick for the most part, yeah. right? It's not highbrow comedy. Yeah. No. It's a family friendly Christmas violent Murder. movie. <laughs> Ooh, it was nominated for two Academy Awards. Best original score. Oh, I was going to say music is one of them. John yeah. Williams wrote the score. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's why I'd and like to see it. Best original song for "Somewhere in My Memory." Music really, by John Williams and lyrics by Leslie Brooks. Mm-hmm. But it lost to "Dances with Wolves." Yeah, and Dick Tracy. Oh, oh, and the Dick Tracy was a Madonna song. The Madonna song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was last year's big, the the, the 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 Christmas movie, the Violent Violent Night? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, maybe there was that, Violent Night, and the one with the guy from uh, yeah, from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Violent Night. That's a great movie. That's I've a great. Heard that's a great movie. It's yeah. a great Christmas I, movie. I have to admit, I'm not like as much as I like say that like Die Hard's a Christmas movie and stuff like that. Um, there's this movie coming out uh, like next week, I think, called Silent Night. Stars, I think his name's Joel Kinnaman. He's the he played Flag in the Suicide Squad yeah, movies. Yeah. So. It's a John Woo movie okay. where he his son gets shot, and so does he. Son dies, like little kid son. And he goes on like a murderous rampage, and apparently it takes place around Christmas. But he gets shot, so he can't speak. So something like 90 to 90% of the movie has no dialogue. I'm really interested in seeing this, but I'm like, ah, and like, I've seen it. It doesn't take, it doesn't look like it takes place in wintry settings. So it's not like. No, that. it's Christmas. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, from legendary director, John Woo. It's his first. And uh, the producer of John Wick. Yep. Comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father, Joel Kinnaman, who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. While recovering from a wound that costs him his voice, he makes vengeance his life's mission and embarks on a punishing training regimen in order to avenge his son's death. Full of Wu's signature style, Silent Night redefines the action genre with a visceral thrill in its storytelling. I, I do want to see it. It's like John Wu's first <laughs> North American movie in like almost 20 years, I oh, want to wow. say. Since... There's a horror movie called Thanksgiving that just came out this week, too. Yeah, it's an Eli Roth one. It's based off of the, the fake trailer he made for Grindhouse, like, years and years ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they actually made it into a movie, finally. Yeah. So, that that was uh, a bunch of our favorite uh, Christmas ones. We, I'm pretty sure you out there all have yours, too, and... Expect more Christmas talk for the next couple of episodes. Yeah, actually, it's that time of year. We we should mention that. So uh, our listener Julian uh, is a very big fan of Christmas. Yes, he, uh, he according to his Instagram, uh, even before like after Halloween, but before <laughs> before November had even really started, he got his Christmas tree up and lit. 
uh, Julian requested that we take a trip into the long box of what did we decide we're Christmas going to call cheer long box of Christmas but cheer but you're supposed to say it menacingly long, long box, box of, of Christmas cheer Christmas cheer and <laughs> review a bunch of Christmas comics so that's what we're going to do next episode yep he has supplied them with us we uh, someone who shall remain nameless different house it was me he has wrapped them for us he gift wrapped them for us aww well, there'll be surprises for us when we get them and open them so yeah, expect a reviews next time. Excellent. Worst part is, is I'm going to add to his pile because there's a bunch of Christmas comic oh, yeah, stuff yeah. coming out. Anytime we get like Christmas, there's stuff that whole and... Batman Santa series that's coming. Is there one? Out. Batman yeah. Santa? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Is it? Does he look like the toy? Um, I don't think so. Like, I think he's just dressed as Batman, but oh, okay. he's teaming up with Santa in it. Okay. I have Batman teamed up with Santa on my shelf. Yes, I picked do. up at uh, GameStop. They had the uh, there's a red and a blue. I got the red one. Yeah, same. I like the red one better. The, the Batman dressed as Santa, and I got my Santa from the Naughty and Nice toy line last year that I got after Christmas. Uh, that I have out now in time for Christmas, and the two of them are hanging out on my shelf. Yep. So, which brings us to the end of the episode, which brings us to Patreon shoutouts. Patreon! If you would like to help us out with a minimum thing of three bucks a month, uh, it gets you a couple bonus things. Uh, on The one that's on a regular basis is a show called Listen to This, hosted by myself and Alex, where we talk about music. Next episode appears sometime in December. It won't be on the first due to uh, life things getting in the way of uh, getting recording done, but we are going to get it done for December, and it's going to be about Christmas songs that don't suck. <laughs> um, with that, uh, you also get a shout-out, which is a thank you. Um, for, so our Patreon members, Drew, Karina, Rhino, Vision. I, I don't know why I said it like that. Rhino? Vision. Vision. <laughs> it's Ryan O Vision. Alex, uh, Team Woods, who created uh, TrueNorthNerds.com for Thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mike Hammond and our good friend Rex. Thank you very much for your patronage. The money goes to keeping the show as uh, cost effective as possible. We pay for stuff like the licensing for our theme song, hosting, all that sort of stuff. So thank you very much. If uh, you cannot contribute to the Patreon, that's okay, too. Just give us a good rating. On Spread your, the love. On your podcast app of choice. And feel free to share the, the show with other people that you know and love who would also like this. Uh, which brings us to the end of this episode and Geek Picks. Geek Picks! Uh, anybody want to go first? I will. Okay. Um, so I have been extolling the virtues of the DC Universe app, and one of the things I have just read, and I think the last issue of this miniseries has just come out in shops, but I'm going to wait until I've, I've read 10 of 12, and that's Danger Street by Tom King. Have you read this, Brent? I've read most of it. It takes some very obscure, minor, oh, super bizarre, obscure. bizarre DC characters, most of whom first appeared in first issue special in the 70s, and mashes them together in this weird story that's narrated by the mask of Dr. Fate. The helmet of Dr. Fate seems to be the narrator. Um, the characters that they've mashed together include Lady Cop, 
the Dingbats of Danger Street, the Green Team, Warlord. You know, 30 years ago wouldn't have been an obscure character, but today uh, nobody really knows who the Warlord is. And also the Starman of the 70s, he's a major character. Um, so the Green Team is a team of boy millionaires. And in the comics they were like good guys, sort of sort of like adventure hero Richie Riches in the, of the 70s. But in this series they seem to be the villains behind the mm. evil machinations. Mm-hmm. And the Manhunters have been picking them off one by one. Uh, the, the Green Team has hired the Creeper... Um, as a, a, who's also a TV news reporter, new, uh, more like a yeah. I have a question. Yeah, which Manhunters? The like, robot ones. The no man escapes the man. Okay. No, no, not. No. Oh, I thought they were the robot no, ones. No, no, they are humans who were based their cult on the robot ones. Oh, so, I was like, are these the Martian Manhunter? No. Or I thought the robot no. Manhunters, the, the pre-green lanterns, the blue face. Yeah. The, yeah, but so not this, them. No, no. This is a. There was a series of Manhunter comics in the seventies again, uh, with uh, well, I can't remember the character's name, but anyway, it's that character, and so they. Yeah, he's been he's been tasked with picking off. The what the one that Walt Simonson was drawing? Uh, that's a different Manhunter. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, 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 anyway, so um, the Green Team had hired Codename Assassin to. He's the guy that's the that is. is trying to protect them uh one of the dingbats gets killed by starman starman and uh and um warlord try to recover the body so that they can use the helmet of fate to resurrect him because they feel really bad that they killed this kid lady cop is is trying to figure out the whole mystery i'm 10 issues in and i'm still not quite sure what's going on (laughs) I love it because it's taking these totally obscure, bizarre. The, the like, way I've been explaining even... it to people is the biggest character in it is Doctor Fate's helmet. Like that is the uh-huh. most well-known one. Of that. Oh yeah, Metamorpho. Issue. I guess he was in the first issue, but he got killed in the first issue, and his arm, which is made of diamond, was uh, got turned into a sword in the last a- issue, and was used in a sword fight between Codename Assassin and the Manhunter. Uh, yeah, it's like weird stuff goes on in this book, and I kind of love it. The art is great. I can't remember who the artist is. Let me take a look. But it's it's Tom King, and it's it's just it's weird, and using obscure DC characters that I love. Uh, and, well, I don't even love them because I didn't know them, but they're just cool. And um, uh, yeah, Danger Street by Tom King is what I'm going to recommend. All right. Nice. Ryan? Sure. Uh, I know I've been watching this. You haven't. You haven't. I don't know if you have. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. No, I have not. Yeah, Three I episodes have, Apple, have so. been out on Apple. Um, Kurt Russell and his son are the stars. They both play the same character from different timelines and kind of following the story in two different spots. And it's been great. Like we're seeing the building of the of you know, of this monster verse. Where they look, we're on this. It all this is taking place. Like the main, the like current timeline is after what they're calling G Day, which was when Godzilla made landfall in San Francisco in the first Godzilla movie of this franchise. 
and this is so this is all post that and the, the main one main character that we follow she was on that bridge and with a she was a, i'm guessing a teacher of some sort she was on a bridge and up with a bus full of kid children mm-hmm. and we you know spoiler for that part of that first episode um when we see this flashback sequence for, of her she gets off the bus not everybody else does so you know she's got some 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 trauma that she's dealing with as you would uh living through a Godzilla attack uh, we at one point we're in Tokyo we're in Tokyo or at least in Japan and we see there's all kinds of like you know uh signage up for if a Godzilla like if there's a Godzilla attack they have like uh drills and underground bunkers to send people into and stuff and but to get in you know it's cool one of the flashbacks in one of the episodes we see uh it's like the remember the uh, it's in in real world life the when they blew up the bomb in the, the bikini bikini toll bikini toll yeah bikini atoll um well so that was an attempt to kill godzilla it also created spongebob yeah what did it i did not know that because he lives in bikini bottom oh there you go. okay there you go makes sense <laughs> um so and then I think in one of the other movies we've they've kind of hinted at that when whenever we've seen like video from Monarch and yeah. you see you know, so this we see a ver- like a, a version of that event those events as part of the the backstory like when they're doing the stories in the past and stuff like that and there's been a few new mon- monsters shown and introduced and it's I've been enjoying it. it's only three episodes deep so far cool uh, if you get a chance to watch it watch it all right Jen do you got anything I thought of one. I don't know why it took me so long to remember this because the songs have been playing in my head. Um, so, what, last week? Did I go? I don't know. Time has no meaning. I went and saw Six the Musical. Yeah, you saw it last week. Last week. Oh, my God. It's been a long week. Um, <laughs> I couldn't... Any, I've had the song stuck in my head ever since that. So, it's playing at the Royal Alexandra Theatre in Toronto. Um, it is the story of the six wives of Henry VIII if they were pop icons. Oh, so, is that what the whole thing's about? Yep. I had no idea. I honestly thought <clears throat> it had something to do with Toronto. No, no, yeah, no. So no. Did I, when I saw the six it's the, on the it's, poster that she went to. On Mervish.com. It's theater buff anymore. It's a, it started as an Edinburgh Fringe show. Six. Yeah. So on Mervish.com, the the uh, description is, from Tudor queens to pop icons, the six wives of Henry VIII take the microphone to remix 500 years of historical heartbreak. Um, this The music is fantastic. Basically, each of the six wives get a chance to sing their story, and all of the songs are amazing. Uh, my favorite, well, I don't have a favorite, but I really like the, the Anne Boleyn song, which is Sorry Not Sorry, because, <laughs> you know, Anne Boleyn basically took the crown from Catherine of Aragon. Um, it, it, it's it's not a musical, like a, when you typically go to see a musical, like if you went to see like Les Mis or something that has like a really extensive plot and story and characters. It's short. It was only 80 minutes. Uh, but it is the music and the costumes and the dancing. It's beautiful. It's very well done. The songs will get stuck in your head forever. Um and I really, really enjoyed it. So if you're in the Toronto area and you like musical theater and or history, uh, it's not that historically accurate because, you know, the six Tudor queens were not all alive at the same time and they weren't a pop group. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what I know. <laughs> Boleyn? 
<laughs> yeah. He's not a, a, a pop diva? Oh, the funniest part of watching this live is that, so they're, they're, the, the, the sort of plot is that they're competing to see who had the worst story, like who had it worse as the wife of Henry VIII. And of course, Anne Boleyn keeps interrupting and saying like, uh-huh, and uh, how many times did you get your head cut off? <laughs> so I would recommend going to see it. Like I said, it's not very long. Um, it's really catchy music. Listen to the soundtrack. Um, yeah. Alrighty. So I guess it comes back to me. What is your geek pick? So mine is sort of Christmas themed. I'm sure everybody out there has watched it, but maybe some people haven't. It's Die Hard. We watched it. We were recently over at a friend's house and it was on the TV and I'd forgotten like whether you want it included as a Christmas movie or not, how well put together an action movie that movie is. Oh yeah. It's just like, it's just, there's no real fat on it. It just goes from point A to point B to point C. It does it really, really well. The actors in it, like Alan Rickman as the bad guy is just amazing. So yeah, Die Hard, the first one. Maybe you haven't watched it in a while, or maybe you watch it every Christmas, but it's it's worth a look. It's just, it's so well put together. Um, that's it for this episode. Next episode, as previously mentioned, uh, The Long Box of Cheer, where we dive into assorted Christmas comics provided to us by one of our listeners. Yay! So, Yay. Uh, come back for that, and in the meantime, Obamastay. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.